The trop shuts her down. Will we have a wrecking ball by the fall? That's the question. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to another episode of Locked on A's. Good to have you here. I'm Wayne Coy. I'll be your host for this entire podcast. No pinch hitters. No, it's just me. Lifetime A's fan from Oakland, Bay Area radio dude. And of course, here to uh, pass on everything from Las Vegas, where I am. And maybe some baseball team will be hanging out someday. We'll see. Uh, But you know, we are available and we do thank you uh, for finding us wherever you get your podcast because we are also on youtube and thanks for making us your first listen every single day we do appreciate that too all part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. what a deal as we get ready for the big game a five dollar bet can get you 150 dollars in bonus bets guaranteed just go to fanduel.com locked on and all of the details the deets are waiting for you there. Well, this is kind of cool because once again, we are getting, as we said yesterday, national attention, the A's are, but maybe for all the wrong reasons. Uh, there's a guy who I just uh, think is one of the best at what he does. His name is Ken Rosenthal. And Ken, you know, from Fox Sports, of course. You also know him from Fair Territory and Foul Territory. And you know him from The Athletic, and it's The Athletic where his most recent uh, article appears. It is titled, Why I Remain Skeptical About the A's Grandiose Vegas Plans. Here's Mr. Rosenthal. I have strong attendance. If you're going to build this robust fan base, you better put a competitive team on the field. And that's where it goes back to the need to spend money. And I talked to team president Dave Cavill for this column and he said yes it is necessary for us to be competitive to enact the plan that we want to again this is john fisher his owner he's going to do all this now maybe all this will happen the a's have their projections they have their plan so in summing all of this up in considering the a's history under fisher in considering the future i'll just put it this way and this is how i wrote it in the column i'll believe it when i see it He just said the A's had a plan. Did you hear that? (laughs) All right, there's Ken Rosenthal. We dive into his article in The Athletic, which I invite you to subscribe to if you're not already a subscriber. It's the best uh, few bucks a month that you can spend. In-depth coverage of your team, whoever they are, especially if they're the A's. uh, They've got some great coverage there. And, uh, yeah, doesn't cost you a whole bunch, and you get some awesome coverage on a day-to-day basis, especially that from Ken Rosenthal, who is their in-house baseball expert, he says uh, in this interview that he did with Dave Cavill, that Cavill apparently uh, said he thinks that having the resources necessary to be able to increase a payroll is very important and that fielding a competitive team year by year is extremely important, as you heard Ken say there. Uh, He also said, we think that it's necessary for the Vegas market, which begs the question, if you could do it for Las Vegas, why couldn't you have done it for Oakland uh, since you own the team? 
And that's, what are we going on, 20 years now, right? And you know how it works for the A's, which is build them up, break them up, right? Anyway, uh, another issue that is pointed out in the article is the NBC Sports California contract, which right now is paying the A's somewhere to the tune of 65 to $70 million a year. Now, remember, after this year, no lease in Oakland. So where do they play? If you are going to abide by the rules of the contract and continue to receive that money, well, then you got to play in the Bay Area. Uh, don't know where that's going to be. Doesn't look good in Oakland, that's for sure. So there's been talk about Sacramento, of course, which would make the deal basically null and void. Okay. Now, it's been speculated that if they did go there, there's a very good possibility that they would renegotiate the deal so that maybe they wouldn't make as much money, but because they're still in Northern California, they'd be able to work something out there. They do carry the Kings game, so it's not like there hasn't been a precedent. But it's funny because Dave Cavill's quote, as it relates to that, is we're looking at all options. No options have been excluded at this time. So that would still include... I guess, Las Vegas and the Aviators Park and uh, Salt Lake City, where they've been kicking tires. So we'll have to just wait and see. I think it's, again, very unusual that all of that isn't in place so far. Uh, Ken wraps up his article with a great quote. Wake me up in five years and let's see then what the Oakland transient Las Vegas A's look like then. Yeah. I love the comments. That's maybe my favorite part about The Athletic is you can definitely tell uh, the intelligence quotient of the readers based on the kind of comments that show up. Hey, not on our show. We got no standards at all. <laughs> but Ken does. So let's share some of these because they're pretty good. Uh, Patrick H. Fisher and Cavill deserve every miserable turn of the card in Vegas. Do, do, how do you even say this word? See what I'm talking about? They're smart people. Duplicitous, I do believe it is. Doing business. Oh, DB. That's not doing business, is it? No, something else. Uh, Rob Manfred does too. Okay, so Fisher and Cavill deserve every miserable turn. So does Rob Manfred. That's what he's saying. Thank you, Patrick. Smart guy. Colin S., I lived in Phoenix for seven years. I love baseball. I can promise that after the novelty of having an MLB team in town, it wears off. Indoor baseball in the middle of searing desert heat will never be a huge draw. Part of the ambience and the joy of going to a pro baseball game in the summer is that the weather is nice. And it's fun to be outside at the ballpark at a beautiful stadium with sweeping city views. You can tailgate, you can bar hop beforehand, maybe even walk around the city after the game. I've been to three games at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. I have no idea who won any of those, but they were three of the greatest baseball nights of my life simply because of the beauty of this place. So there you go, right? Somebody who enjoys his ballpark experience. And whether or not you're going to get that kind of experience in Las Vegas, well, that, of course, all remains to be seen. So we'll have to wait and see. He continues, in Phoenix and soon in Las Vegas, you'll drive to a parking lot or a garage as close to the stadium as possible. You'll walk through 105 degree temperatures to a giant airplane hangar and watch a game with no or few cool views of the city or the mountains or the evening sunset. 
If you're a big baseball fan, well, that's fine. You're there for the baseball. But in the 40th largest U.S. market, I'm guessing the baseball purist fan base would maybe get you 15,000 a night tops. Remember, the stadium's going to hold what? Now they're saying 33,000 if they build it. Um, the NHL season takes place during peak tourism time in Vegas, only has to fill a 20,000 seat arena 41 times a year. Plus, they already won a Stanley Cup. It's true. The NFL is the NFL, 81 dates in the dead of summer for a crappy team with no local history whatsoever, run by the most incompetent owner in sports history. This will be a disaster. Thank you, Colin S. Bringing it. Uh, Brian S., no relation. It's not super headline grabbing at this point, but this is easily going to end up being one of the most shameful episodes in MLB history, forcing Fisher to sell the team has got to be in play. It's got to be good. This is a real estate Hail Mary by Fisher. He didn't have deep enough pockets, and he also pissed off enough people in Oakland that his multi-billion dollar wet dream was never coming true. So now he's fleeing to Vegas to save his bacon, play his walk-up music, the Joker and the thief. Well, it happened. The big announcement by Bally's and the Rat Pack era casino, casino resort, the Tropicana, it's been there since 1957, has set a date to close its doors for good. What does that mean in the big picture? Well, I'll hopefully be able to at least scratch the surface of answering that in just a minute. But right now, I want you to get started on your resolution. It is still January for a couple more days. And while it is factor wants you to know what's happening for the new year. Factors ready to eat meal delivery takes all of that stress out of meal planning. You don't have to worry about going to the grocery store. There's no cooking fatigue. You got nobody yelling at you because you burnt the steak. Okay, over 35 meals to choose from per week includes options for you. So whatever you're doing, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, keto, whatever you're into. They can take care of it and more. Plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you're gonna have a ton of nutritious and most important, flavorful options. Ooh, that's some good flavor from Factor. Right now they're offering, of course, snack options too, like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what's on your schedule. And when things get hectic, well, that's when Factor's at their best, they become very flexible. Change your order up every week. You don't have to be locked in or locked on with plans, four to 18 meals a week, or you can pause, you can reschedule. You can go walk your dog, it's cool. Head to factormeals.com slash lockedonmlb50. That's factormeals.com slash lockedonmlb50. And keep looking to make sure I got it right. Use the code lockedonmlb50 if that doesn't work for you, and you'll get 50% off. Either way though, it's the code or uh, you just do that when you when you check out. Factormeals.com slash locked on MLB50. You get your 50% off. That's what we're saying. Check them out. It's Factor. Well, as we announced yesterday on the Twitterverse, Tropicana Hotel and Casino is shutting their doors for good. That's it. That's all she wrote. See you later. Thanks for coming. Parent company Bally's issued a public release which was basically their internal memo 
given to the press, but whatever. It announces the date for their long-anticipated closure. The final guest will all be asked to check out on or before April 1st. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I saw the thumbnail, Wayne. How did you get the monkeys to wear the hats? I'd have to give up secrets if I told you. Can't do that. But yeah, April 1st. <laughs> April 1st. April Fools. Are they? Anyway, doors are going to be closing for good on April 2nd. That is the day that they lock it all up and tell everybody, sorry, we're done here. Employees notified officially yesterday, and the announcements, well, they came with some union-backed assurances. Remember, union very strong in this town. And that does include severance pay of $2,000 for every year that you worked at the Tropicana. Now, I called there yesterday to get verification pretty early in the day. And when I did, I spoke to an, an emotional staffer who is now working uh, behind the desk at the Tropicana, but he started out actually back in 1994 as a busboy. So yeah, I did the math. He started off as a busboy, still there. He says he's going to use his compensation to purchase an RV or retire, which is something that he admitted to me that he was already thinking about doing anyway. Once the property is shuttered for good, well, then Bally's intends to start working towards the eventual demolition. You've seen the videos. Nobody does it like Vegas. Nobody implodes a building like they do in this town. Memories? What memories? Tradition? What tradition? Actually, the trop kind of hung around probably a, a lot past its expiration date. So the fact that it's being knocked down or gotten rid of isn't really a big surprise. The bigger questions are, what happens after that? Well, actually, what happens before that? Because there's an issue, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But the memo did reiterate that thing that we already knew, or at least we thought we did, and now we do. Uh, the area devoted to the ballpark, the stadium, would indeed be nine acres. Nine acres is the space for you. Try to get a retractable roof. Doesn't rhyme with you, does it? Anyway, uh, nine acres, that pretty much assures it's going to be a dome, right? I mean, there is no retractable roof stadium that fits on nine acres, especially one that's butted up against the Las Vegas airport. So dome, sweet dome, most likely. But before the A's can start their work uh, and, you know, start spending that $380 million on a dome, sweet dome, one thing that they have to do whether it's them or it's Bally's or it's a combination thereof, is get through the mountain of environmental health regulations that are there to be dealt with and have to be. It's state law. They built this thing in 1957. I got one word for you. Asbestos. That's right. It's kind of everywhere there on the property. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but get ridding of, getting rid of the asbestos is a process, pretty much have to wrap the building. And then you gotta control the, the dust that comes flying out. And it's not easy to do. You know, you're there going, get away asbestos. Stop it asbestos. Be a good name for a character on a Western. Don't you think? Sheriff's in town, he's looking for asbestos. Anyway, it's going to be a minute. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And it's going to cost a lot of money. That's the other thing. Just uh, looking at the Riviera 
when they did it there. Uh, smaller property in some ways. I mean, it was tall. It was a couple of towers. And it was $42 million. Last we heard, chances are it actually went north of that. So it could be millions. It's likely to be hundreds of millions of dollars. Surely Bally's Corporation and the A's had already thought about that, right? I mean, they... The Nevada legislators, they thought about that, right? I mean, everybody that's involved in the whole process, I'm sure, were well aware of that, right? <laughs> it's the A's we're talking about here. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the no. That's my bet. Speaking of bets, FanDuel, big game. It's coming up. Can't say those other two words, but we can say the big game. And you know who the two teams are. It's the Niners. Favorite by what? Half a point as of this morning, right? Taking on the Chiefs in the city that never sleeps. Should be a good Super Bowl. It's a rematch. Oh, I just said that. I'm sorry. Should be a great big game. It's a rematch. Anyway, you get in on the action with FanDuel. Number one sports book in America for a reason. It's an easy app to download. It's a great app to get involved in. And boy, have they got a deal for you. A $5 bet. Five bucks could get you $150 in bonus bets. How you like them now? FanDuel wants to make you some money. And boy, will you have fun with the prop bets. Those are perfect for the big game. <laughs> You're betting on stuff you never thought you'd bet on because you can. National Anthem, flip the coin, all that stuff. It's there. And of course, the normal point spreads, the overs, the unders, the parlays. Those are fun. So get involved. Okay. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on five bucks will get you that 150 in bonus bets from FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Oh, one other thing I want to tell you about Locked On has launched it. It's up, up and away. It is the world's first 24 7, 365 days a year streaming sports network. You get your sports coverage from everywhere on the globe. Okay, and it's not it's not just baseball, it's baseball, it's football, it's basketball, it's hockey, it's any sport worth talking about, and you get that local angle from all of the locked on hosts that are hanging out doing what I do every day. So why don't you check it out? In fact, I'll tell you what, when this episode's over, I'll just send you over there and you can see exactly what it's all about. It's locked on sports today. You don't want to miss it. All right. I have the quote of the day. Are you ready? Here it is. Quote of the day from Scott Robin, otherwise known as Vital Vegas, it's his, his blog website, which, by the way, has been batting, even though he's not a sports guy, has been batting like a thousand as it relates to scoopage. So if you're looking for, you know, what's really going on in Las Vegas, whether it's sports or any other here in town kind of topic, uh, go check out VitalVegas.com. But here's the quote. To put it succinctly, a good number of power players in Las Vegas believe that the A's organization involves more clowns than all of Cirque du Soleil's shows combined. <laughs> That's the quote of the day right there. Okay. Most folks that are in the know, including Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred, believe that the only real roadblock left for the A's to relocate to the desert is the Nevada State Education Commission's schools over stadiums. 
You've heard us talk about that. We've had the group on a couple of times and we will again. It's a referendum initiative. What they're trying to do is uh, get on the ballot come November of this year. The clock is ticking. There's some challenges. They lost a lawsuit that was filed by Oakland A's lobbyists. That's right, the A's sued the teachers and the A's won. And now that's on appeal. And while they wait for that decision, uh, I figured it's been a minute, let's reach back out to Alexander Marks, spokesperson for the group, the NSEA. And we asked him specifically about schools over stadiums and what's going on. Here's what he told us. Their team received the draft complaint on Friday evening, just this last Friday. They are conducting a final review right now as we speak. They're doing that. I's dotted, T's crossed. After a couple of attorneys sign off on that, the goal then is to have the suit filed by midweek. Okay, so we're counting down days, if not even hours, depending on when you see this, uh, until that happens. Now, I asked a follow-up question. I said, well, that's great. What about the Supreme Court appeal? Because now they're suing. It's like, sue me, I'll sue you. Uh, but they did, uh, they did challenge the last lawsuit with the Supreme Court, still waiting for a decision there. NSEA submitted their reply brief, and they did that last week, and now they are waiting on a determination as to whether they will be ruling on the previous record from November or if they want oral arguments to go with this appeal. Time frame for that, all to be wrapped up, is still yet to be determined, so it's the waiting, which is, as Tom Petty said, the hardest part. The hardest part. Oh, and of course, Locked on A's will be keeping you posted because that's what we do as this whole thing goes down. Good friends over there. We enjoy our time spending uh, talking about their cause, their mission, and we'll just have to wait and see if they're successful. Also, can confirm this, little scuttlebutt, little conjecture going around yesterday. It's true. I will be in my hometown for Fans Fest. And you talk about being psyched. I can't wait. I was there for the reverse boycott. That was a blast. But not only do I get to see the kids uh, and grandkid, I also get to uh, hang out with a bunch of A's fans and Oakland sports fans in general. Not just the A's. I'm talking about the Roots, the Soul. Yeah, we'll have a good time. The Ballers get to meet the bees. Uh, I'll be there. It's Fans Fest happening on the 24th in Oakland. Everything that is Oakland sports. Big celebration. Thanks again, as always, to the Oakland 68s and Last Dive Bar and the rest of Athletics Nation who've done such a great job. The guest list, star-studded. Guy I used to love watching pitch back in the day through a screwball. Alvin Dark, manager of the A's in 1974, said about this kid, because he was a kid then, he's like Jeremiah, the prophet. They really thought, even that early on, that he was going to be an ace, and he certainly was. As far as I'm concerned, should have won the Cy Young Award in 1980. Go back and look at the stats. East Coast bias. Bit us in the butt there. Mike Norris, that's who we're talking about, from San Francisco. And he'll be there. Also, Billy North, who roamed center field with the best of them at the Coliseum. Member of those World Series squads. And a guy who... Uh, just enjoyed the game, and you could tell that by the way he ran the bases, the way he fought Reggie Jackson, whatever. You know, he did everything with a little gusto. 
So Billy North will be there along with Ben Grieve, former Rookie of the Year, maybe the sweetest swing since Ted Williams. Uh, boy, did he have a great swing. It was one of those where if you just look at the film of the swing, you'd be like, well, that guy had to hit 400 every year, right? Well, no, but whatever. You still look good. Uh, Grant Balfour, a little rage showing up at Fans Fest from Australia. Chris Davis, crush. What a what a consistent home run hitter he was for the for the A's not so long ago. And Trevor May, who just last year uh, did a great job on a not-so-great team as the A's closer and then retired in a blaze of glory. And, oh, by the way, he didn't just burn the bridge. He torched it, right? So there... There is absolutely no love there for this organization as it relates to how Trevor feels about the way they treat their fans, the whole Vegas thing. So, yeah, he's showing up. After one season, I'll tell you what, he's one of those guys where, uh, as I have gotten to know him better through the media and through his own channels, he's a streamer as well. I really would have loved it if he could have played here for like 10 years. Because as far as I'm concerned, he, he fits the bill. Trevor May, Oakland A. Yep. So we also caught up with Jared Isham, just to give you another update. Uh, Jared is one of the directors, along with Gabe Cullen, of that highly anticipated documentary film called Summer of Cell, which chronicles, of course, everything that happened last year, including the reverse boycott. And I asked Jared for a timeline. He said, are you kidding me? This thing's continuing to be a story as it goes. And it is. He said that the timeline at this point is really when we know, we'll know. Now, he'll be at Fans Fest, so will Gabe, and of course, they'll be recording the whole thing, so uh, we'll get some great footage, I'm sure, out of that. Of course, opening day in Oakland, whether or not there's going to be another boycott, don't really know yet. Progress report, he says, as of now, they're just following things as they go. They would like to start working on this thing to hopefully have it at least in the editing phase by the end of the year and then out soon after that. He invites everybody, though, to stay tuned, and I invite you to check him out online. It is summerofcelldocumentary.com. We've had the guys on before. We'll have them on again as we move closer and closer to the release of that movie. Hey, I appreciate you being here. You did it. You made it all the way to the end, which means I owe you a debt of gratitude. And if you want to give me a thumbs up, well, I'll take it. That's how we uh, build our channel. It's how we spread the word, Thunderbird, and let everybody know what we're doing, okay? So thumbs up, like button, if you can. If you can't, it's cool. It's okay. Subscribe, though. That's not a bad idea. That lets you know immediately when we're getting ready to do it all over again. A new episode, you'll get notified, and, and then we'll hang out some more, which I would love. So do that. Don't miss an episode. And do come back for the next one if you can. My name's Wayne Coy. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, you keep on swinging.